Welcome to Just Jay-Z. Each week, join your favorite hairdressing duo, Just Jesse and Stu Styles, as they talk salon life, hair hacks, traveling, lifestyle, and more. More. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Just Jay Z. It's Just Jesse and Stu Styles. How's <laughs> your microphone like? Sorry, does my a microphone just did a flippity doo dah. <laughs> and KJ, hi. <laughs> Sorry, Kaylee's got baby brain, so she is half here and half. Sorry, in the I was I was also watching the thing make sure it was doing it she's just being the producer doing her job all right you guys today's episode I'm really excited about because it's something that as an owner I've had a lot of experience in and we also get questions about it a lot and the last time I publicly talked about this I got like canceled almost which is crazy terrible people were so mean to me and I never thought this of all things would be something people would be like fired up about but they were not happy and that is commission versus booth rent dun 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 Um, it's funny because every, like, you know, the industry is not the same in every state, you know, like how many hours you need or the structure. And like in some states, booth rent's illegal in other states, you have to do hourly and everything's just so different. So when I posted what we do, a lot of people in other states were like eating me alive, being like, you're so illegal. When in Utah, it is very legal. And you know, my dad, you guys know money with Michelle. He is not doing anything illegal. (laughs) And I feel like you run such a business that you wouldn't be able to get past like uh, yeah. and it wouldn't fly if it was illegal with so. how much we have to pay in taxes we are on the radar like we couldn't do anything like mm-hmm. under the covers no. like so anyway it was pretty funny and I think we get a lot of questions about this because we do have like a well-known salon and we've been around for like six years now and we've changed our structure quite a bit over the last six years and we've found what works and what doesn't and we get questions a lot on like If you're wanting to start a salon, like what the best thing to do. And I I like to give my advice, but also it is going to be different for everyone. So we did a question box and we asked people what they wanted to know. So we're going to talk about like what we do, our opinions, and then we'll also answer questions. Um, But before I start, I want to ask you, Stu, as a stylist who has only done commission, Mm -hmm. what do you think the benefits are? What are the like pros and cons? And then as a whole, like since you've been in the industry a few years, what do you see? Um, as far as commission goes, honestly, can you hear me first? Yeah, I okay. can. Yeah. It just sounds weird in mine, but Uh-oh. it's just me. It just sounds different than what it usually does. As long as you can hear me, I don't care. I think we can. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. So, well, diving right in with my experience, honestly, I think commission is going to be your best way to start. Yeah. Um, a lot of commission salons, like for us, I know our structure is a little unique, um, which I love something that really like was a pro for me is that going to school, I went to an Aveda school and it was strictly dickly Aveda. You can't use strictly anything. Strictly dickly? <laughs> you can't I've do never it. heard that. Strictly dickly? No. Uh-uh. Uh, that's funny though. Uh, yeah. When people say like, are you all the way gay? I'm like strictly dickly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like all the way. All um, the way gay. And um, so basically you can't do anything out of the box. You had to do the foil placement. You had to fold your foils like Aveda. You had to use their color lines. So something that really turned me on to Jay-Z is like the freedom of not being pigeon held with like a products line yeah. or a color line. Um, or just be just like, it's this or, th- it's this or die, which is fine with me because yeah. they're, they're amazing. Um, and uh, so something that I, I loved about it is that I could be a commission where I didn't have like so much overhead, but I still um, had like all the perks of like using, like having free range with my products. And I love that we have someone that does front desk. If I ever need them to reschedule, I can have the front desk do it instead of me taking all, all that responsibility. Because yeah. starting off, 
Commission is the way to go because it's less overwhelming than trying to run an entire business by yourself. You're still like hunting down clients. You're still trying to do this or trying yeah. to do that, trying to like get in the swing of things. It's like a whole new world. I feel like starting off booth rent is just like not the way to do it. I, I mean, always get. I know a lot of people do it, but yeah. like I'm, I admire people who do. But it mm-hmm. is like it's starting your own business from the ground up. Like, but it really most is. commission salons are run differently than what ours is because my first salon that I worked at it was a commission salon but like you're scheduled like to be on the schedule from like nine to four or something and if you don't have anything scheduled or like you have a big block or blah 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 or whatever then you still have to be there because like they'll still take walk-ins or something like that yeah I worked at a commission salon like that too and I think that's why commission salons get a bad reputation is because of like the normal structure yeah and a lot of them start at like 20%. Like it's yeah. really, really Oh yeah, because they don't, like ours is, our commission's higher because we provide our own product, which uh-huh. is different than most commission salons. And so since their product is provided for them, like my old salon, it was like 40% or something oh, like wow. that. Yeah. So. The salon I was going to stay at and work at in Florida, you start off at like, I think the highest like you could start off at and you had still had to have like five years experience of doing hair. It was like 33% and you can like max out like at 52. It was something weird like that. Random, Which is so hard because if there's days where you don't have anything scheduled, but you have to be there, like you're you're just not getting paid for the day. I have a friend that's um, sometimes she'll have days. She has, she does like a few like shorter, she does longer days. So she doesn't have to work as many days in Florida. Um, She'll have like 12 hour shifts. So eight to eight. If she has to Whoa. be there, whether there's walk-ins <gasps> or not, if like, is, like they're just like praying someone walks in the door, like Ugh. it's crazy. That is like the the like nightmare for everyone in mm-hmm. school. You hear so that, like hard. you sit in your chair and you wait. And I I knew when we started a commission structure that I didn't want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. And when we started our salon, we started off booth rent. And the reason we did that is because we were opening this salon, and obviously, like it's new, and I just wanted to make sure we got our bills paid. So we did booth rent, and it was great because it was like security. But the problem with being a, an only booth rent salon is if you're not selling retail or you don't have a side business, you're only making X amount of money every month, and there's no room for growth mm-hmm. unless you raise your prices on your stylist all the time, which isn't great. Yeah. So we did that for a long time. And then we started getting to the point where, and as an owner, this is where I think commission's beneficial. We would get call-ins a lot. Mm -hmm. Our salon's growing, the name's growing. And then we're giving those to booth rent stylists and it now becomes their client. But if the client calls in to the salon and we give them to that stylist, if the stylist has a, or if the client has a bad experience, they don't realize that like, Hey, they're a booth runner. They take care of their own things. Now the salon gets a bad review and they expect a refund from us, even though it's a booth runner, you know? So like mm-hmm. it got really tricky or we would be giving booth runners all these clients and then they would just leave and take the clients, which I get that's how it is, but it, it didn't make sense for us because we were just handing over every call and we got. Mm-hmm. So we started implementing commission and like Kaylee said, most commission salons do it that way where they supply color. Um, it starts off at a lower commission. You have a set schedule and that's all I knew, but we wanted to look into options because I knew I still wanted there to be freedom and I still wanted there to be like I don't know, joy for the industry. I feel like I wanted people to still like enjoy coming to work, even if it was a commission. Um, So how we do it, and we ran this by like our lawyer and our accountant, like everything's done really well, but our commission stylists are 1099. So they're independent contractors and they are choosing to be commissioned. And we basically give them a contract that says, if you're a commission stylist, you're your own boss in a sense, but you're choosing to abide by like our structure and our rules. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything's like done by the book and everything. But they come and they have, they, they give us their schedule. So like 
if Stu got hired, he's like, okay, I want to work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And so we accept that schedule. And he says, I'm open 10 to five and we accept that schedule, but we don't make them be here the whole time. So if Mm -hmm. he doesn't have anything till 12, he doesn't have to come in. But we do ask like, if you're on the schedule from 10 to five, if we get a call in, we want you to be able to be here within the hour so that we can schedule you and you have time to get here, Mm -hmm. Um, which I love because it gives you guys freedom. If you need to run to the beauty supply or run errands, if you don't have anything, you shouldn't have to sit here. It's nice. And then also I wanted to make sure that you guys used like the color you wanted. So like Mm -hmm. we have you guys supply your own color because I didn't want to pigeonhole anyone to like just Redken or like how a beta is. It's just a beta. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted you guys to be able to use what you want. So everyone has the freedom to like buy new things and try new color lines and use what they like. Um, But we do provide quite a bit. Like we have the reception, the back bar the drink thing. Um, we give you guys all the new products we launch. When you start here, you get a whole like starter kit of Jay-Z. Um, and so there's like a lot of benefits. And then our commission scale is higher because you supply your own product. So a lot of st- salons will start off lower because they supply the product. And so you're, you, they just have to show up and the salon owner does everything. Whereas we're like a little bit opposite. So there's like definitely pros and cons to either way, but I love the structure we have because it gives people room to grow. Um, and then we've been doing that for like four years, I think. And then it kind of got to the point where, especially last year, we had like a big chunk of time where we lost so many people to booth rent, which mm-hmm. as a commission salon, I already know is going to happen always. And it still will. Like I'm aware of that. But as a salon owner, I literally can't run a commission or a booth rent salon and make money. Like mm-hmm. I don't think people realize like commission is the only way to make money as a salon owner. So when I see people opening like booth rent salons, I'm like, good luck. (laughs) It's such a cool thing to do, but like, it's just, unless you have like a product line or like retail or something like that's where you're going to make most of your money. Um, so anyway, so we lost a lot of people to booth rent, which was totally normal, but it kind of got to the point where, um, one of our educators, Jenna came to us and she's like, I, you know, I've been here for six years. I love being here and I love educating, but like, if I get to the point where I want to be a booth runner, like I'd have to leave and that sucks. And I'm like, Yeah, it does. And so we kind of talked about it like as a team and we implemented a new structure where we have a structure system where they start level one. Um, You start as a co-stylist, which is assisting and you go to level two, level three, level four. And each level, um, there's more rewards. um, There's a bigger commission cut. um, So you basically get to make more money as you go up. And then there's also like different goals you have to hit to get to the next level. Um, And then the final level is booth rent where you can earn booth rent and then like your booth rent, you're good to go. And that's great because then you can work towards it. Um, And I know we'll probably still lose people just because like that is work to get there and other people Mm -hmm. just quit and go booth rent and that's fine. But we wanted to give our employees or our stylists like a chance to grow within the company. Um, And then it's helped us a lot. I think it's been a really fun structure to have. And we actually sell our level system and co-stylist program on our website. It's a $25 um, packet and you get both of them. How we do our assisting program, it's a seven page worksheet. So it's a great way to train new stylists or any assistants you may hire. And then our level system. So if you're a salon owner looking for like a structure, I know a lot of people do like the summit and everything. And we came up with a level system that works for us and it's been really great. So if you are interested, we will put that in the show notes. You can kind of um, get ideas from that. Um, something else I think is such a pro about commission is that you're like going into like the wolf's den or the lion's den, whatever that saying is, because you go straight from school from having your handheld. Yeah. If you jump into like booth rent, you're not only having to like 
manage like everything on your own, like book everything, Build purchase everything. Yeah. You have to like kind of train yourself. Something I love about like coming into a commission salon right out of school is that there's so much training on majority of them. I can't speak for every commission salon out there, but most like they're, you're basically their name. They're putting like yeah. their name, yeah. their logo Yeah, there's a lot you. more hands-on <clears throat> with a commission salon yeah. because you're like working for them. Yeah. A yeah. Lot of and people- so like if you mess someone's up hair, hair up, it's not like on you, it's on the whole entire salon as a whole. Yeah. So like the owners put in like a lot of like extra time, a lot of extra work to make sure that you're getting properly trained, that you're yeah. ready to hit the floor. Like, you know, some people we do out, come out of school. We do trainings all the time for you guys, I feel like. Yeah. And we're really lucky with that. And we like host a lot of classes. So like our stylists get to come too. And I feel like that's just like in general, just like our co-stylist program and just like continued education in that aspect. I feel mm-hmm. like you wouldn't get that from a booth rent salon. No. Not that I'm like saying don't ever go booth no, rent because like at some point I, in your career, everyone's going to have to do yeah. that. Yes. But I, I also feel like there's at a commission. Well, I well. I like knew how Jay-Z was structured because I got my hair done here and before like while I was going to hair school and I would just like talk to Addie a lot about it because I was just like curious and like looking forward into like what I was going to do. And so then I went to a commission salon and I knew that I couldn't do booth because I knew I wasn't going to have the clientele like you have to work so hard. I wouldn't have made the money. But commission, I had a really hard time at the last salon that I was at because I had just come from a Paul Mitchell school where we only use Paul Mitchell stuff. Yeah. And then you go to a commission salon where most commission salons, they provide your own product and they are stuck. Like we only use L'Oreal and Schwarzkopf. Oh, wow. And so it was hard because I was like, I want to experience and like work with like all color lines that I can like get experience mm-hmm. with, know what I like, yep. what I don't like, what works best for certain things. And I just felt like I was stuck because I was going to have to just use these certain things. And I don't do, I, I don't do hair outside of my working hours. Like I don't yeah. do hair at my house. I will only do it at the salon. So yeah. I was like, it's not like I'm ever going to like experience, like experiment with like other products and stuff. So I was super frustrated and I just, I think I had a bit of a bad attitude because I like knew how Jay-Z was structured and I was like, I just, it just sounds like the best of both worlds. Cause I, I feel like you mm-hmm. guys get all the benefits of booth running, obviously other than like getting a percentage taking out but like you guys get to be in charge of your own little business yeah. for the most part yeah but i don't spend nearly as much in, like what i spend in product a month maybe like i make back in one client That's like awesome. working so it's like it doesn't even phase me it's yeah. not that big of a deal to me and i'm like it's great yeah. I, just, I just want to paint a picture me you Jesse's old ass at her dirty 30 birthday party and sipping pina coladas poolside in Mexico. Puerto Vallarta, one of my favorite resorts I've ever been to. The best food, the, the best, best education, dreams. the best drinks, everything. Mm-hmm. So we are doing a destination education class and we want you to be there. It's June 2nd through the 6th. We are going to Mexico. It's going to be three days of education, poolside, drinks, food. We're doing a welcome dinner, a live podcast, and a dirty 30 party for me, even though I'm in denial that I'm turning 30. So if you want to see Jesse take 30 shots of tequila <laughs> on her 30th birthday. And die. <laughs> that will never happen. I suggest you come. We're going to have options for people who have already been certified in our Jay-Z family and then people who are wanting to get certified in our all of our methods 
We have two different extension classes, depending on if you've been certified or not. We're doing a color class, a complete transformation. We're doing business tips with Money with Michelle. Speaking of that, this trip can be a write-off for you, so you better do it because this is the best write-off you can get. <laughs> Honestly. And you get to hang out with us on the beach. It's true. I'm going to have my snakeskin Speedo thong on. <laughs> Jessie's going to have her implants out. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. We're going to wear the skimpiest clothes. that we lose 10 pounds before this trip. <laughs> so if you are interested in coming to Destination Education, you better hurry because spots are going fast. We're going to put the link in the show notes. You can register to come. There are payment plans so that you can break it up. And we hope to see you there. So um, Something I will say, if you are looking to join like a commissioner booth room, if you're like in this little like battle with yourself, you're about to graduate school, look into your options deep because that same salon I was talking about, I actually went and worked and did a hair day there. And they're like, okay, we're like commission, whatever. You mm-hmm. start off at like 22%. They're like, we'll do like our highest stylist thing for you because you're like, out of town like whatever and so like the highest like stylist percentage that they could do is like 50 50 and i was like whatever 50 50 and they're like providing all the color so little did i know i I finished working that day and they said just like you're like checked them out on the like they had a front desk system they checked up everyone out for me like i just told them what to charge them and then my client uh, at the end of the day they were like come into the office we'll write you check they pull up my chart and it was like everything that i like spent or whatever or whatever I made. And they were like, okay, so you get 50%, but then we take out um, 7% for a color service what? fee. And then there was like a sh- back bar fee for like shampoo oh. and stuff. So, they, so I ended up making like 37% instead of 50% because Why? it died. So I mean like, Read my the message fine print, here, I guess. Yeah, my message here is read the fine print. You've got to like, no, don't say, okay, we start off at 50-50 commission. Do you want to deal? And be like, is there color service fees? Or is there any fees for this? Like, what are my responsibilities with like cleaning up? Don't need to do laundry. Like, yeah. I would say really dive in deep and do your research before questions. joining a commission salon because sometimes you think it's going to be the best place you want to work and it will not be. Mm-hmm. That's like being a nurse and having like the shots and stuff that you give people like taken out of your paycheck. Right? That's the stupidest and thing. And why not ever. just say, okay, our highest is thirty-seven percent because yeah. of that. Like yeah. you can't yeah. say it's fifty if it's not. I know. And then and I so saw like Crazy. I worked there the whole day. It's like not my salon that I work at. It's, I was only working there for one day, and I yeah. was just like, I was like, y'all not really? J-? And I was like, did y'all just jit me? Like because wow. I'm like only Ugh, coming in for one day, so and that's it. Or like what was it? It was actually two days that I worked there. Now that I remember, it was remember so long that. ago, and I was like. I was Never just like, again. what the actual hell? I was like, who does that? And I talked to my friend about it. She's like, yeah, they take out fees all the time. Like, I don't even know. Like, she'll show me on her stories. pay stuff. Yeah. And it'll say like, um, it, was, it said something. It was like her, the most she's ever gotten taken out in just fees alone outside of her commission was $250. She gets paid every week. And so from a week of work, she worked like every day, like one oh. week, and then she gets $250 taken out one for color client. service fees. That's yeah. nuts. Which is insane. I've heard so many horror stories of commission people who are like an employee and they get like their taxes taken out and they get pay stubs like that of just sneaky fees or like tips being held. Oh, that makes mm-hmm. me mad. And that's why we don't do it that way too. Like you guys are like, we pay you through like checks. How do we pay you now? Um, Venmo? It, it, no, you it, get a check or, or a, wire. a direct deposit. Yeah, yeah. I get direct deposit because I use the same bank as you guys. Yeah, so you guys get that, but like you get exactly your percentage. You guys write it in the books. We pay you what we are told. Obviously, we like double check everything and then you guys get your tips, but like then you guys are also in charge of your own taxes. So mm-hmm. you guys have to like use write-offs for like the color you spend and everything. So it's kind of like you are booth rent, yeah. but you get a higher percentage than most commission salons and you don't have to worry about like it's more security front desk, yeah like front bar, desk. Doing you don't towels. have to do towels you don't yeah. have to do anything it's like nice. we, you clean up your own station and you're mess and that's yeah. it so i feel like it's nice the way we do it and especially for new stylists like i feel like mm-hmm. people build pretty quickly here 
which is nice that they're willing to like work and put. I don't have to work very hard for clientele (laughs) here. (laughs) And it's it's great. It's so nice. Besides the slow month, January sucks for everyone, but. Besides um, this month. But, but the thing is like Utah that is allowed, even though people thought it wasn't like, we're allowed to do that. Like people are 1099 and like they sign a contract with us and they agree to like everything that we do here. Um, but that may not be the case in your state. So if you're looking to open a commission salon and do a similar structure, talk to an, a lawyer, talk to an accountant, make sure that everything's like legal where you're at. Because in California, when we worked at that one salon in October, they were telling us booth rent's illegal and they have to pay hourly, mm-hmm. right? Is that what they did? Yeah. So they have to get yeah. their commission and then the, wait, and then wait, they wait. hourly on top of it. Yep. You have to get, you have to get minimum wage plus your commission. So in if California. they have to sit there, they're getting paid, which is yes. nice. But and and minimum not, wage in California is listen, $15. This is like oh a Snapple gosh. fact. I want to say this is okay. just stuff that I've heard from other sites. So if I, if anything we say is a little off or anything, do not come out our throats. Um, I know in Pennsylvania, it's illegal to booth rent. So you either have to work at a commission salon or own your own salon suite. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because we it's heard that insane. from Rachel. And then California commission, is is that what commission's illegal? Is that what yep. you just said? Yeah. yeah. So, so to they have to be paid out. So they're oh, paid. Oh, per service. Remember, it's hourly and then per service it has to be like a certain amount or percentage uh-huh. or something. So they get paid hourly because they have to sit there yes. and then they, but then they still get a percentage of their service. Mm-hmm. I think that's why so many hairdressers are in Utah is because Utah is a great place to do hair. You that can do rent, you can so commission, you can own your salon, your own studio, yes. like you can do anything Not here. Not that really strict here. No. Um, um, my, sorry. Oh, you're good. I, my mac and cheese was just delivered <laughs> and I like have to eat, right? Pause for the prego. Did you pause it or we're just going to keep going? We, we can just keep it going. Okay. That was hilarious. Stu's face, he was like... I didn't know what was wrong. I was like, please say we're recording. <laughs> that was really funny. You can keep that in, Christina, because that's really funny. Real life. Oh, they both go get their mac and cheese. That's <laughs> hilarious. Okay, well, Stu and I will continue. Um, something I was going to say is that what we both posted on our Instagram a little question box, and we asked what were your, any questions you guys had about commission salons or about booth rent salons, and one of the most... Um, like the biggest one I got. Wait, what is it? The most requested. The most requested. Most yeah, that's what I was going to say. The most requested question that I got was, how do you prepare to transition from a commission salon into a booth rent salon? And I think that's really, really good because I feel like you have to have all of your peas in the pod. Is that even is a, that a saying? saying? That's cute. shit. The stuff I've been saying this day, this full day of recording, I don't even know. <laughs> Every but you guys has like a new stewism. Yeah, literally. And uh, we should make that a page, on, a, a post on the podcast page stewism um so but what i was gonna say is you got to just make sure you honestly you have your clientele there because it's, yeah. it's kind of hard whenever you're a hairstylist like your job depends on having people having a steady income on repeating clients i yeah. would say the best way to prepare for that something i've done since day one my school was so strict on it is pre-booking yeah make sure you have that regular rotation and start as soon as you start building that that's going to be your first step of being like secure into moving forward in your career i agree the Mac has been secured. She's got it. Thank God. <laughs> Is it noodles or what did you order? Yum. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love noodles and company. Um, and I agree. I think that you need to do the math if you're considering. Like you need to do the math of how much you make currently. Do the math of how much all of your expenses are going to be if you switch over your booth rent, your product, 
Mm-hmm. You know, everything you're going to be spending money on a business license, insurance, you guys have to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But a booth runner, you have to like just if you have to decorate your own studio, whatever it may be, make sure you can do the math of how much you're bringing in, how much you're going to have to spend to get this started and make sure it all makes sense for you. And I will say doing stuff like that, even like when it comes to taxes, me saying like, I'm going to spend this much if I make this much yeah. it always is going to be way lower, way higher. It's never going to be right on the money. No. So make sure you have a little bit of wiggle room. And I would say like almost like a little like safety net of cash somewhere just in case like an unexpected like expense comes up like two months in maybe or like you don't um your clients like don't end up moving salons they stay with the commission salon because they're just used to going there um i would say like make sure you have like a little like safety fund and make sure you have enough money to kind of support this business throughout the year because some booth rental salons will be like you have to sign a six month to a year contract so you Mm -hmm. have to pay us no matter what even if you can't get clients, you know, or if you do a studio, you may have to pay like first and last month. You never know. So make sure you kind of have that figured out. Booth rent. Also, I feel like people try to work less days and just like squeeze everybody in. Yeah. So they don't have to pay as much, but then that requires like having an assistant and then like you have to pay them for the work too, which is hard. It's just an all adds up and it scares me. So I got a question. Someone said, as an owner, what's better, booth rent or commission? And I kind of touched on this, but I want to like kind of dive into each side. And first off, everything is going to depend on you and your business. Everyone's mm-hmm. different. Commission may be better for one person. Booth rent may be better for another. I will say as an owner, if you are opening a full booth rental salon, just know you can't require those booth runners to do anything other than the they come, they rent their space, they're gone. Like you can require them to clean up after themselves, but like you have to have someone probably running front desk if you need that. I don't know if you do, if you're like a booth rent salon or just like cleaning or, you know, garbages, wiping down the salon. Like there's going to be things that you have to hire because you can't expect people to do them. Um, And also like, it's just a little different because like I said before, if you have clients that are upset or angry, they could leave your salon a bad review, not knowing that each person is technically like renting from you and you're their landlord, you know? So when you did booth rent, did you just basically just make like your rent for the month off of them to like pay for the yeah. building? Yeah. So let's do the math here. Let's say I have a salon and I have 10 booth rent stylists and let's say I charge them. Did you have to hire though, like a front desk person and like. Yeah, we did because we still had people walking yeah. in and calling in and um, clients, yeah. you know, like calling in, trying to get appointments. Yeah, we still had to have that. Um, so let's just kind of do the math. Let's say you have 10 stylists and let's just say you charge $400 a month just to make it easy. That means you're making $4,000 a month on all the people that work for you. That's awesome. But you still have to stock your salon with toilet paper and cleaning supplies and back bar most of the time. And you have to probably pay people to clean. A lot of your expenses are being taken from that, right? And then you're left with maybe like, let's say $2,500 at the end, especially if you know there's bigger expenses, the bigger your place is. That's how much you're making no matter what, which is, if that's great, if it's, but you also have to pay your rent on the building, like you know, your insurance. You're left with a set amount every month and you're not making anything more than that ever. You can maybe raise your stylist rent a few hundred dollars like once a year, but that's not going to bring in a whole other you know, source of income. Mm-hmm. So it is like, I feel like a lot of stylists start a booth rent salon as like the dream because they want to give stylists freedom and totally get that because that's what I did. But in the long term, you're not going to make a ton of money, especially personally, if you're doing it that way. Is it illegal to charge them more so like so that like you have like 
a source of income coming from them. It's no, not you like can illegal. Charge you want, you can charge whatever you want, but if you're, yeah, you have to think of like yeah. all the salons in your area. If they're charging, I just didn't know if like a lawyer comes in and they're like, "This is how much your building is," so like, "This is how much you can charge them" or whatever. So not in Utah, maybe oh. in other places. That's why I think maybe why booth rent's illegal in some places, but. Um, it's weird to say like illegal. It sounds like it's like a crime. It's mm-hmm. crazy. But like, yeah, you can charge whatever you want, but you still have to be competitive or they're going to leave, you know? Um, so yeah, you just keep in mind that like when you're running a booth rent salon, you're going to be doing a lot of the work for not a lot of the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, then you don't have to deal with anyone's clients. You don't have to take walk-ins. You don't have to take call-ins. Like you just have a fun place to work where everyone works. Like there, there is pros and cons. Um, commission salon, you are making more money, especially the busier, busier you and your stylist get. But there is a lot more responsibility, you know, where it's like back bar, receptionist, towels, bringing the clientele in, educating your stylist, payroll, so much more work. Mm-hmm. So I think you as an owner, you have to do the pros and cons of what works best for you. And maybe you start off one way and you switch the other way. Who knows? But um, I think you need to like do the research on your area. And I think that it all is going to depend on what's right for you. Um, Something else I will say is that, like I was saying, like it's almost just like you're like, a commission salon starting off is showing you the ropes. They're rooting for you. They want you to be a good stylist because they want people to start coming to you. They want you to build a clientele because it yeah. honestly helps the owner and you both yeah. make money. So I think like, we're more invested in the stylist we're training because of that. Oh yeah. And then also there's a lot of the time, like we have like a level system. Most commission salons have that. And so I honestly thrive on a level system because thing is basically now that we're back from our Mac and cheese break, our audio break, <laughs> everything we're good and hot and ready, like a hot pocket ready to roll. So Basically, whenever you join a commission salon, I was saying that they root for you. They want you to be good. They want you to have a clientele that keeps coming back to see you because the only way they profit is if you're profiting and you're having those clients come back. And so I feel like it's nice because it's almost like someone takes you under their wings. They train you. They give you a lot of free education. They want you to be good. They like root for you. It's almost more like a positive, like uplifting atmosphere. And it's basically like holding your hand until you get to the phase in your life where you're like, I'm super booked. Now it's time to transition into um, booth renting. Yep. And I would say most stylists reach that point after like two, three years. Like, I feel like that's when you start to like do the math. Stu's like, yeah, you're almost, you could, you could, you have to be here for three years to earn booth rent or is it two years? Um, You get an evaluation every three months. uh, No, no, no. Remember like for level five, you have to be here for at least two years to be Uh, able to qualify. I I think it's two years. So you're, you could. I don't know. I have an evaluation next week. I'll let you guys know. You're at level four. I think he is. I'm going to look real quick. Yesterday, um, yesterday, Megan was like, hey, you need to be working two Saturdays a month because your mom told me that I didn't have to because I was educating so yeah. much. And then I just kind of was like hoping that... But, but after <laughs> level anything, two, you don't have to. Are you at level two or three? I thought I was just at two. And then Megan went and checked for me because I was like, well, I'm having an yeah. eval net, like whenever and I think I'm going to move up to level three. So like I'm not going to sign up for a Saturday if mm-hmm. that's the case. So, and then so she came I, out and she was like, yeah, you are at level three. That's what I thought. Yeah. So you yeah. have to work two Saturdays a month and level two, but... But, or level three, I don't really remember. I have to, I Here, have to I can read it. Shoot. I'll read it for everyone. Um, but wait, but see, but I already work two Saturdays, just not in the salon. It's for the education company. Yeah. So I don't, educators don't have to work yeah. on Saturday. Yes. But also once you're in level two or higher, you only have to work one a month anyway. So like, yeah. But I don't, level four, I think you don't have to work so any. level four is no Saturdays. Yeah. Right? So level three is what you're at right now. That's one Saturday a month. How long is the level four? So you have six months evaluations after. So at level three, you have to do six months of like reaching your goals. But like if you reached them five out of six months, that's fine. But if yeah. it was like only two But you have six, to be in level 
four for six months in order to, or no. So you have to be in level four and then you do a six month evaluation. And then to reach level five, which is the booth rent, you have to be here for three years. Mm-hmm. That's the requirement. So you, you're getting it this in year. In July. In July, you'll be ah! crazy. That's crazy. Are you like, going to do it? Booth rent, hell the if fuck he's, yeah. If he's reached all his goals, yeah. Which uh, Are you reaching your goals? Do you know? Stu doesn't I, take new clients anymore. I, I but really, this is like product sales. I, I really yeah. do. Oh, oh I well, mean, no. Because he has so many that yeah. like he wouldn't have a problem making it. Oh, Like yeah, he yeah. tells oh, yeah. front desk, I'm he not can, taking new clients. He can be booth yeah. for sure. You should be. Oh, 100%. As soon as July hits, it'll be the third. I think it's Are July you, 22nd. Uh, do you know if you've hit your goals every time? I assume um, you have. I did every, I didn't work any, I only did like two days of hair and, um, December so but they said that that wouldn't count well yeah because like if you reached them five out of six months it's mm-hmm. like as long as it's like 90 percent of the time yeah, yeah. Um, cool that's uh, exciting yeah this month they had a lot of cancellations so I was like yeah five percent off what I needed to be but January I feel like they won't sucks hold that against though me. for yeah. every so, and I get so they hard. understand that but they also so, are gonna look at your average in three years like mm-hmm. how like something we do is like we look at like yeah you're hitting your goals um you have a presence on Instagram you're following the rules you're going the extra mile no strike so as long as like all of that combined like you're a good yeah. stylist here. Like you're following the rules and you're helping out. That's like Holy a huge thing. Holy shit. I'm Somebody so just messaged That's me so cool. on Instagram and asked if they could come shadow me for <gasps> a day. Hell yeah. KJ. Oh, yep. $500, please. <laughs> Whenever I did can they do that? Can I just be like, yeah, it's yeah. a service ticket on um, our iPad yeah. because I used to do it before we did it It's together. like commission type thing, but you get how much do you remember? You get your commission for it. So you charge oh, 400 wow. and you, and then you get, get the, you get the oh, like 60 wow. or whatever percent of that. Whatever level you're in. Yeah. I used yeah, to do it all do the it. time. And honestly, I was like, eh. And I, I would do it and I was like, dang, that's just the easy way. It's basically doing like a full highlight and extension move up. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. But without doing it, just like, Letting someone watch you. Wow. It's like that extra ticket on your books. And you're already so like, you already know how to do the shadow or things you do with us all the time. I mean, I just got a present for being highest commission of the year. You did? Yeah. Of the year? Of like last year? Yeah, last year. Yeah, have you opened it yet? What'd you get? Yeah, what'd you get? <laughs> I, I don't even know. Candy and a candle and a gift card. Cute. Yeah, that's cute. I, I said it. thanks for that. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's another thing we do is you guys get 10% of all of your product sales. So whether it's mm-hmm. like product or hair extensions, you guys can yeah. also make money that way. One of the cool. biggest reasons I want to do booth rent is because right now, like I feel like I have to do like so many clients in a day and I feel like I have to double book just so i can like mm-hmm. make like as much money as i can and like do the sales and stuff that i need to do and i want to be booth rent because i can make more without not doing as much but i honestly i'm getting to a place where i'm like i am getting I'm such a freaking control freak. i'm like i want to do everything i want to foil the entire head by myself yeah. i want to tone everything by myself i want to do like i just like i just want to take my time and do like quality over quantity and even though like i still like do my best and like give it my all no matter how many clients i'm doing a day i just feel like it's just i love that one-on-one time time with my clients like making them make it's like just being like do you need a drink let me get you a refill it's like Mm -hmm. i don't have time to get you a refill i have another person coming in 30 minutes like i've got to get these foils in your head like have you thought about like how you're going to do your pricing if you're booth are you going to like do the same i'm going to keep it the same and then like maybe after a while i'll raise it yeah just a little bit um, that's cool. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, so like we have like these monthly goals you guys have to hit for like retail sales and like commission, like, or sorry, like service sales and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is you guys make money the more you're doing. So like yep. you're hitting goals for like product sales, but you're getting commission off of all of that. So like mm-hmm. it's kind of a win-win I feel like because you're making more money the more you sell and yep. you're hitting your goals. And, and it's giving me something to work for. I feel like I was yeah. so like like not like stale but like it's just like so consistent it's yeah. like i know exactly how i'm gonna what i'm gonna make and it's not gonna like be any higher in yeah. a few months it's not gonna be like any lower maybe like it's just going to be this like nice and steady which there's yeah. nothing wrong with that 
But just having like something to work towards, I feel like is making me even go like at it harder. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, because I've been, I, I had it. no idea that I was moved to level three. I thought that like we had to have like a no. meeting or something yeah, well, in order to you. do it. Well, and so when Megan told me, I was like, I was like getting like a little burnt out because I was like, I've been doing this for seven months. Yeah. And like, I thought that like, I've I knew that I had hit my goals and so I was like I, like I should be bumped up but like I haven't heard anything and like I was waiting for those like quarterly reviews because yeah. I was like oh like maybe I'll get bumped up and then when Megan told me yesterday I was like man I feel like a whole new woman yes do you know how long you've been in that level I have no idea <laughs> I don't know what level I'm at if I'm being honest you're at level do you have it written down actually I no, literally I have no idea but I feel like you're at level three well I think you're at level I, don't I feel know. like you're at level three. Um, I think, but I don't know. Well, something I thought we could do for peaks and pits today. We didn't do it at the beginning because I thought we could say our peaks and pits of like either the industry or being a commission stylist or being an owner, like whatever we may relate to. Mm-hmm. So, what would be yours as a commission stylist? Let's talk peaks and pits. Um. So as far as I go, I think that my peak is that it's almost like an uplifting environment like people are rooting for me they want me to grow because it helps both of us in the long run there's goals that I can work towards so like I'm actually like working towards like something in my future to like better that I have something that I like want to accomplish it's not just like okay this is what I make and then that's it like because I mean honestly that gets boring like you you just you're like why am I going to work just to like make money or like what's the next step for me is I feel like that as a creative person like all stylists that have to be like somewhat like creative and artistic. It's good to like have a vision and like have something that you want and like create that, whether it's like within hair, or like the lifestyle that you want. So I'm yeah. excited. I'm really, really excited about that. And then I would say my pit about it is, is like, honestly, like it hasn't been for years, but like just starting off, like that's, it's going to be like the worst part I think about wherever you go is just having to like, have that hustle to have to show up, have to take any client to try to build your dream clientele. But I swear to God, you guys hang in there. I I got a message this week and this girl was like, it's just not worth it. Like I can't hang in there. It's been like a few months. And I was like, listen, it honestly sucks for all of us. No one who you follow and you're like, oh my God, I want to be like them. They're so successful. They have it so easy. No one started off like with a freaking golden ticket and just got the tour and got the chocolate factory overnight. (laughs) Like it's all like, it honestly comes down to just hustling to saying like one day this is going to be worth it. Now, like we're, most of us are at a point where it's like, you know what? It's not a service that I want to do. So I don't like, sorry, I'm not taking you as a client. Yeah. Um, and it's just like getting there. It's like the climb. Like you, I swear you'll get there. Just like it's hang the in there. It <laughs> <laughs> just reminded me of that. It's true though. You all have to start at the beginning and like we all put in the hard work to get to where we want to be. I like that. Was that your... Word to your mama. Was that your peak? Or- <laughs> Both. My pet was having to get there. Oh, oh was, okay. But you turned it into a positive thing. So yeah. that was kind of cool. All right, Kaylee, what's your peak and pit being commissioned? Um, my pit... Oh, about being commissioned or just the industry? Maybe just, I mean, as, okay. if you can't think of anything specific, just like as um, being a stylist. Well, like my pit is, I've lately I've had like a lot less tolerance for people being late and like mm-hmm. no shows. Like if it's like my last one of the day and they're late, like it's not really that big of a deal, but it's just disrespectful. And it's your time. And it really just aggravates me because yeah. then they come and I'm just like, 
annoyed that they were like just like disrespecting my time and like everything and so that's just hard for me and I just have a really low tolerance lately for it because I just think it's disrespectful yeah um and then my peak is um I would just say like my peak is like working somewhere where like I love the people and like everybody that I work with and like the environment that I'm in because I've been in an environment where like I didn't like where I was working and it was miserable so it makes the biggest difference in like coming to work and stuff like I'll be done for the day or like Megan will be done for the day and like we'll just like sit around for an hour just like talking and just I like hanging that. out like it's not like I'm ever like in a rush to get out of here because I do feel like I go into the break room and you guys are always just like chatting and everyone's yeah, having fun the best. yeah I love that so I just love being able to I just love working in an environment with people that I like and like it's a good environment so mm-hmm. oh, that makes me happy um I would say my pit is that I think a lot of stylists in our industry can be very competitive and catty especially like the bigger you get on Instagram or the more you're like, the more success you have, I feel like there's so much more like hate towards you. Like I feel like in our industry, that's always been a problem. I think it's getting better, but I I still feel like that's a problem in our industry. And then I would say my peak is that on the flip side, there's also so much support and love. Like we have so many people who take our classes and come shadow us and we just become really good friends with them and we build connections. And it's cool that like there is that flip side of it so that when you have those hard days in the industry, there's also like the good days. Our Nashville day was like, I thought it was, it was such a good day. Mm -hmm. It was, such a good day it like yeah yeah it, it like reignited my like yeah love for shadow days because yeah. i loved yeah. everyone who came and it was just fun felt like we were all friends yeah i loved that awesome well i hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you ever have any more questions about this topic you can um email us or you can text us we're gonna put all of that in the show notes below you can also dm us on instagram that'll be in the show notes as well thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next week bye Thanks for joining us over here at Just Jay-Z. Catch new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.